few ordinary words expressed by humans and unflinching faith to redeem the lives of others. Short Story Natha with crude, rough and ready wooden crutches under his armpit scurried through the flock of sheep. He shooed the animals away raising his right crutch in the air. He appeared impatient and enthusiastic to deliver the new development in the village. He acted as a sort of reporter for the newly appointed village elder Ormukia Shambunat who received information on any weird activity that took place in the lowly populated village of over 200 families. Nathu accelerated his pace as soon as he spotted Shambunath sitting outside his small hut made of mud and thatched roof brushing his teeth. Shambu who was placable in temperament noticed Nathu and smiled mysteriously. He could assume from Nathu's excitement that something weird and unusual had registered its occurrence in the village. Shambu was a scrawny character. He stopped chewing and pulled out the small mean datum stick from his sunken mouth and spit the mucus deposit on the earth. He wiped his face with a piece of cloth wrapped around his neck. What brings you here Nathu? You look terribly excited than other days. Inhale some fresh air and then tell me what you've got to deliver today. Nathu panted and placed his right hand on his chest with a crutch stuck under his armpit. He raised his left crutch with difficulty and pointed towards the narrow muddy tracks running deeper into the village. Over there, some new occupant has come to stay at the unoccupied house of the Zamindar Bisham Singh. Zamindar's family must have rented out or sold the property to him. Shambu said. But I heard that the Zamindar himself has rented out his spacious house to the new occupant. This indicates that Bisham Singh is very much alive whom people believe to be dead long ago. Nathu tried to convince the Makiya. I found Bisham Singh's body hanging from a tree with his head smashed beyond recognition. His death remains a mystery and his loyal guard also went missing the same day. Zamindar Bisham Singh was awarded an unusual punishment by the Sarpanch who believed that he helped his son elope with a girl on the very night of her marriage. The Zamindar and his entire family was asked to fold their hands, kneel and pray at the feet off parents and relatives of the girl with the entire village watching that loved and respected them. Though the Zamindar pleaded not guilty but the Sarpanch took advantage of the situation to settle an old score with him. All that people know now is, that he is dead. Nathu didn't argue over the matter concerning the Zamindar, but he focused on the new occupant. This new occupant has put up a board outside the room facing the street. What is so weird about that? Shambu said throwing his left hand in the air dismissing Nathu as he simultaneously put the dachin into his mouth again and started chewing at it. The message on the board appears weird. How do you know? Have you read it? Shambu said as he spit the residue from his mouth on the dusty ground. I can't read it. It is in English. Let us take Amulaki with us. She can read some English. Hmm, then go and get the girl quickly. Let me explore your observations closely lest there should be any problems later for the villagers. Shambu said anxiously. Twenty-year-old Amalaki had studied up to tenth and was the lone girl in the entire village who could read and write English. Nathu had fetched her and the threesome walked up the muddy narrow path towards Zamindar's house. Shambu's steps had picked up pace as the house became visible and close. He saw the board and wiped the sweat from his face as Nathu and Amalaki followed him with renewed excitement. The board meant everything for them at the moment. They were standing before the house now and looked up at the board. Shambu looked at Amalaki and jerked his chin up, signaling her to start reading the information on the board. She raised her hand and poked her finger in the air as if touching each letter on the board. She kept closing her eyes after memorizing each letter. Finally, she shook her head at Shambu who stood perplexed, but felt relaxed now.
Tell me what you've read from the board. It says hire a prayer for reducing miseries or worries, family problems, health issues, financial hang-ups, marital discords. There is a prayer for everything and holds a price for each category of prayer, which is kept at an affordable rate for the villagers. The lowest price is 50 rupees. He charges extra for customized prayers that comes with a guarantee. Very strange. Have you read it correctly girl? Shamu hooked his prying eyes on Amalaki. I never make mistakes. Amalaki said confidently. Nathu also shook his head at Shambu to endorse her claim. Shambu cast one last worried look at the board and said, I don't understand what this new occupant plans to do. He came here to sell prayers. How can he guarantee that the prayers would be heard by God and answered? This sounds very weird to me. Let us leave this place now. On the way back, Shambu instructed Nathu. Keep an eye on the occupant of this house for any new developments. I don't want any trouble in the village. Makia, shall I buy a prayer in your name? Nathu chipped in excitedly. Do you plan to play a prank on me? Shambu's tone was cold. That's not my intention Makia. I wish to ensure. If it really works or not. His prayers will make him a millionaire and you all will become paupers. It is your choice. Next day, Nathu sat under a tree to keep an eye on the new occupant in Zamindar's house. He saw a lot of people from different parts of the village queuing up outside the occupant's room. He could see men, women, and young girls leaving the place holding a big white envelope in their hands. Carrying prayers, whom they would be praying for and what they would be praying. How would I know unless I hire a prayer myself? Nathu muttered in the air. The next moment, he got up abruptly adjusting the crutches under his armpits and scampered towards the house. He also lined up in the queue. He put his hand into his pocket and took out the 50 rupee note. That was all he had. He knew he would go without food if he spent the money to hire a prayer. Makia's words echoed in his ears, his prayers will make him a millionaire and you all will become paupers. It is your choice. However, Nathu was determined to give it a try. It was Nathu's turn to enter the room. A young man stood at the door to collect the money. He handed the 50 rupee note and in return he thrust a small slip into his outstretched hands. He quietly entered the room through the milky white curtain. The beautiful aroma of the burning incense sticks permeated the atmosphere. Nathu soaked all in through his incongruent nose and walked on with his eyes closed as if he was caught in a hypnotic trance. His crude crutches made of bamboo creaked. It created a tap-tap sound when he slowly advanced on his steps on the marble floor. He walked on without any feel of his existence in the strange surrounding. Suddenly, Natha was greeted by a raucous voice that stopped his advance. He opened his eyes and saw a middle-aged man with disorderly graying hair, and a long beard that hung down to his chest. He sat on the ground with a small portable desk before him. He neither appeared as debauched nor an ascetic, but something was not right with the man. Nathu kept looking at the strange character in front of him who was the new occupant of the house. Give me the slip. Nathu opened his palm and stretched out his hand towards the mysterious-looking man who grabbed the slip and looked at him. For whom do you wish to hire the prayer? Makia. Nathu stammered. What kind of prayer you want to hire for him? I'm not clear on this, please suggest me Baba. Do you know about anything that the Makia might need badly? Natha was perplexed and hung his head in thought for a while. He suddenly remembered that the Makia used neem datum to clean his teeth. He could never afford to buy a toothbrush and paste that only the affluent few were able to get from the town. 
I think toothbrush and paste will do him good. So, I write a prayer for your Makia then. Remember, you hire a prayer for others and not for your own sake. You pray for others and others pray for you. Baba, has anybody from the village hired a prayer for me? Nathu asked. The bearded Baba threw a piercing look at him and then opened a big register kept beside him. He started flipping over the pages. Nobody has so far hired a prayer for you. You can come over and check with me. I'll tell you if anybody hires a prayer for you. Who do you think could hire a prayer for you? The Baba inquired looking at him. There is a girl in the village whom I wish to marry. Nathu said reluctantly. Nathu in a bid to divert the attention of the Baba who might want to know more about the girl, asked, how long I can use it once I hire a prayer. As long as your prayer remains unheard. The bearded man said with a mysterious smile. You must remember that no two people can pray for their own benefit. For instance, neither you or the girl can hire a prayer for each other to get married. Someone else should hire a prayer for you. The Baba handed him a square piece of paper as he looked undejectedly at him. The Baba had written a prayer in Hindi Almighty God, make the foolish Makia leave the Neem Dachin and start using toothbrush and paste to clean his teeth. Do anything to refrain him sticking to his old habits and adopt a new one. My noble prayer may be heard and my faith be restored in your supreme power. Nathu excitedly held the piece of paper and asked, Will it work? Remember, nothing in this world works on its own. You've to make things work for you. The bearded man said in a stern voice. A shudder went through Nathu and his grip on the crutches became tighter. He bowed his head, turned and quietly moved out of the room. He began to think that whatever be the situation, there is always an opportunity to learn something new. Nathu immediately settled down to say his prayers when he reached his favorite spot in the wheat field that belonged to the Makia. He sat under the huge pipal tree with his eyes closed and kept muttering the prayer. He suddenly sat up when Amalaki shook him up and he quickly folded the piece of paper with the prayer and pocketed it. What are you doing here alone muttering to yourself? See, I brought some food for you. Nathu looked at her in surprise with his eyes wide open. She had never brought food for him before. He wondered if somebody has been praying for him too. He was worried that he would have to go without food that day. He was certain that it is God who sent the food for him and who knows if a Malalaki whom he aspired to marry had prayed for him. I was remembering my lesson, the master will hear it from me in the evening. But you had your eyes closed and your hands were also folded. I thought you were praying. Amalaki said opening the knot from the cloth that held chapatis and pickle. You are right but I dread the master who reprimands me for missing my lessons and not learning well. I was praying to escape his wrath today. Nathu answered cleverly, not revealing the secret of the prayer. You know I went to the Baba today. I also hired a prayer for someone. Amalaki said with a twinkle in her eyes. Nathu looked at her with admiration and wondered if it was him she had hired a prayer for. Nathu thought it was indeed so rewarding and delightful praying for others. A few days later when Nathu saw Makia outside his house, he got a surprise of his life. He was stuck on his path as he stood watching the Makia from a distance holding a toothbrush in his hand and applying paste on it. His prayer was heard by God after all. He was excited that he had set his prayer to work. However, Nathu was not willing to reveal to the Makia that he had prayed for him and he believed that it was the effect of the prayers that he discarded the Neem Dachin. What Nathu didn't know was that the timing of his prayer coincided perfectly with the arrival of the toothbrush and paste from the town, which was dispatched by Makia's son who wished to change his father's conventional habits. 
Nathu felt excited at the thought that he can buy another prayer as he had redeemed his first prayer. He couldn't resist himself from spending the fifty rupees that he earned every day from the Makia for guarding his field. He was now least bothered that he would have to go without food. He believed that whoever has hired a prayer for him would repeat the process again. However, he grew desperate about finding someone who could hire a prayer for him and Amalaki whom he wanted to marry. He thought of Makia who knew them both, but it would be very hard to convince him. Makia had raised him as an orphan and understood his sentiments more than anybody in the village. Besides, Makia enjoyed an admirable reputation and he can directly confer with Amalaki's parents. Nathu confronted Makia and gathered courage before talking to him regarding his marriage. Before he could express himself, the Makia who had been observing him for long turned towards his direction. Why do you look so dejected? What is ailing you? I don't know if you approve of it or not. Besides, I'm a handicap too and don't earn enough to run a family. Nathu expressed in an agitated tone. What matter needs my approval? Shambu appeared annoyed. I want to marry Amalaki and if you hire a prayer for us both, our marriage prospects will increase. Please hire a prayer from the Baba. His prayer definitely works. Nathu pleaded with his eyes fixed on the ground. Do you think Amalaki's parents will agree to give away their daughter in marriage to a person with a handicap? I'm not convinced about your concept of hiring a prayer. The Baba is duping people of their money. In the meanwhile, Shambu heard about many unusual incidents occurring in the village and half of the village population was praying for the other half. Many people had visited him from the remote parts of the village narrating their incredible experience. Some of them told him how their financial problems were suddenly solved when somebody else hired a prayer for them without their knowledge. The banks that had rejected them earlier approved their loan application and they started their business. Many told him that their miseries concerning health, marriage or business were resolved after someone hired a prayer for them. Shambu was riding on people's hopes and wondered if hiring a prayer for someone really worked. He thought to give it a try after considering Nathu's wish for a while and finally decided to hire a prayer for him after some initial reluctance. Shambhanath sat before the Baba who threw a queer look at him and smiled. What fetches you here Makia? Baba asked in his gruffy voice. I've come here to hire a prayer for Nathu and Amalaki. I don't know if your prayer works or not, but I wish to help them anyway. Shambu said handing over the slip to him. If you devotedly fold your hands, close your eyes and kneel down to pray to the Almighty God, He would listen to you. The entire village comprising 900 or more people have hired my prayers for their near and dear ones. All have been benefited so shall the boy and girl too. Bisham Singh threw a hint at the Makia to know if he recognized his real identity or not as they were both friends. I hope so. But I wonder what brought you here, in our village? I came to hear that the Sarpanch of your village himself had believed in the power of prayers and how he had punished the Zamindar by awarding an unusual punishment based on it. I was very much impressed by that and that is what brought me to your village to further spread and explore the powers of prayer through my campaign Hire a Prayer. The Baba threw yet another hint, but the Makiya Shambu remained oblivious. Zamindar Bisham Singh was a great friend of mine and he was framed by the Sarpanch. I even pleaded before the Sarpanch but he was adamant and stuck to his unreasonable dictate. I lost a modest and noble soul and since that day I discarded offering prayers as it went unheard. Shambu's eyes became moist and he wiped them immediately. I understand your pain, but you must reaffirm your belief in prayers. Hire a prayer and see what it does for you. I remember the boy Nathu who hired a prayer for you. 
He wished that you start using toothbrush and paste instead of Neem Dachan. The Baba ran his hand on his long beard and tried to convince Shambu, the Makia. Oh! The rascal never mentioned it to me. It was a sheer coincidence, he hired a prayer from you and after a few days my son from the town sent me these two items? I told him how my gums had started bleeding also developed red rashes on my tongue with the Neem Dachan. I don't know if your prayer had something to do with it. If you believe in the power of prayers, I'll write down the prayer for you. My motive is not to offend you at all and I genuinely wish to help the boy and the girl. You may proceed with the formalities. Shambu said politely. Bisham Singh wrote the prayer on a piece of paper in Hindi and handed it over to the Mukia who read it to his satisfaction. O oh, Almighty God! I seek your supreme blessings for Nafu and Amalaki who are made for each other and wish to see them tie the nuptial knot and live a happy married life. Please make the girl's parents to overlook the boy's handicap and give their dear girl in marriage to him in the name of humanity. Shambu was impressed by the content produced by the Baba. He stood up, bowed respectfully and left. After a couple of days, Amalaki's parents visited Shambu. They pleaded with him to make Nathu tie the nuptial knot with Amalaki. Are you sure about your decision? Shambu asked as he couldn't believe in what he heard. Do you know that Nathu is handicapped for life? What do you think of our daughter Amalaki? She recently lost vision in one eye. No boy in the entire village is interested to marry her though she is such a beautiful girl. So, we discussed the matter with Amalaki and she revealed her likeness for Nathu. We thought that they would make an ideal match and it is God's wish too. Our prayers have been heard finally. Amalaki's father said with a sigh of relief. Shambu was extremely thrilled at the developments. It was unbelievable that his prayers had worked for the boy and girl. His faith was finally restored in the power of prayers. Within a fortnight, Nafu and Amalakiha tied the nuptial knot. Shambu couldn't hold his excitement and approached the Baba to disclose the good news to him and hire another prayer. You look very excited. May I know what brings you here again? I came here to tell you that Nafu and Amalaki have got married. The prayer I hired from you did wonders and the girl's parents came to meet me. They wanted to marry off their daughter to Nathu and it happened. I still can't believe it. Your prayers are blessed with magic. I'm glad to observe that your faith in the power of prayers have been restored. Shambu nodded with a smile on his face and said, I wish to hire a prayer for my friend Bisham Singh's family. I want that his family return to the village and stay in their own ancestral property. I know my prayers would be heard again. Would you write a beautiful prayer for me that results in another miracle? I'll be grateful to God if my prayer is granted and I could help my friend's family who might be in great distress. Your admiration for your friend Bisham Singh is commendable. I would be glad to write a prayer for you that is for a noble cause and I appreciate your decision to hire a prayer again. Shambu read the content of the prayer and found it to be impressive that read, O oh Almighty God, I pray for the well-being of my friend Bisham Singh's family and make them return to their own abode in the village, help to purge their hearts of all bad memories and humiliation of the past and bless their lives to become more harmonious than before, my prayers be received and answered to enable me to help them in distress. Nathu as usual came running to report the latest developments connected with the Zamindar's house. Shambu came out of his room hurriedly and by looking at Nathu's face he could sense that something very unusual had occurred again in the village. Nathu started divulging the latest information as Makia Shambhanath stepped out of his room. I saw more dignified visitors at the Zamindar's house today. There was a fleet of imported cars from which the visitors embarked. 
There were women, men and children with loads of belongings. The visitor could be the new occupant's family members. Shambhanath was surprised at the sudden development. He had met the Baba only yesterday and there were visitors, he sensed that there is something unusual attached to the whole event. Suddenly, he knew who they were. His friend Bisham Singh's family had arrived in their own abode. He also knew the real identity of the Baba now, the Baba was none other than Zamindar Bisham Singh himself. He had deliberately revealed himself. His friend Bisham Singh had given many hints during his two visits, but he failed to recognize him and what a way he had employed to examine him. What an ingenious manner he had adopted to teach the villagers a lesson through prayers to avenge the humiliation of his family and himself at the hands of the evil Sarpanch. Shambhu rushed to Bisham Singh's house and confronted him who was already expecting his arrival. He lunged forward and embraced Bisham Singh as Ladder's family looked on. People thought you were dead after finding the body hanging from the tree with your clothes on. Would you explain the mystery attached to it? Shambhu asked in a restrained tone. After being humiliated by the Sarpanch I decided to leave the village never to return. When I reached the outskirts of the village I suddenly noticed a man lying dead on the road with his face smashed up with a huge stone. That was when the idea struck me to fake my death. I asked my guard to remove his clothes and put my clothes on. The dead man's body structure was almost similar to mine. In the cover of darkness, we carried the body back to the village and hung it from a tree. The dead man served as ticket for my return to the village. Bisham Singh finished amusingly. Why did you want to return if you felt so low in esteem? It was never an issue of low esteem, but of principles. Why would I leave my own home and my people who loved me and respected me? The priority was to protect my family and I lodged them in my wife's native village. I admit that I wanted to avenge my humiliation but without any hatred. I never go down without a fight, but I never wish to harm anybody. The entire village quietly watched as we were humiliated by the Sarpanch because he terrorized them into submission. We were made to beg pardon from others, but I made them to hire prayer for others, to think good of others, Bisham Singh said sourly. Everybody had taken you as dead. But I knew that something was amiss after looking at the body with your clothes on. You always wear your golden bangle on your right wrist and it was not there. Secondly, the dead man had no right thumb. I believe that you were alive but I didn't talk about my observations and kept quiet for your safety, your family's safety. Shambhu explained. You are a good observer and I decided that the day you come visiting me, I would end my campaign. Besides, to be dead was good and that gave me space to return in disguise and change the way people think and act. I thought to teach everybody a lesson, but through the power of prayers. The Sarpanch abused the power of prayers, but I dignified it. You will be surprised to know that half of the village hired a prayer for the Sarpanch when he was slowly dying. They prayed for a man who tormented and oppressed them. The entire village hired a prayer for me and my family. Evil is eclipsed by goodness through prayers. I carefully concealed the golden bangle particularly when you visited me twice. Bisham Singh said with a soft slap at Shambhu's back. You know I'm a simple creature without any deceptiveness. It never occurred to me that you would ever return after you were humiliated in public. My friend, the situation has changed and people will treat me with more respect after what I've done to them. I made every individual in the village to hire a prayer. Bisham Singh said with a hearty laugh. They both laughed till tears appeared in their eyes. Shambhu joined him with unusual delight and said, I wish to hire a prayer again.